Okay, so here is a brief little mini-sode on how to balance the horror in life with the joys of living. Bringing more beauty into your life is really important, especially when you are feeling the doom and gloom of things that are happening around the world that are so indescribably horrendous. When you find yourself consumed with the affairs of humans that damage each other and the planet and basically everything, then you start to feel kind of doomed and you can get sort of lost in that mindset that everything is horrible. And it's really important to find beauty in life and joy and have a balance of all those things. Let's face it, from our work place to places around the globe, we are all experiencing things that we find too hard to bear, too heinous to imagine, too sad to fully comprehend. We are experiencing devastation and unsurmountable loss of belief in other humans around us and in our own dreams and all relations we once had. We are feeling helpless and some of us are feeling as that there's no end in sight. It is true, things do seem to be feeling desperate at times. It's important to balance those feelings with what is going well, what is working, what is thriving, what is being born, what is becoming obsolete that no longer serves us. Just as there is great tragedy in our microenvironments, also great beauty and joy there too. Making a point of giving the same attention to the things that are bringing you positive and joyful light as to the things that are causing you sadness and distress is really important. I am not saying to overlook the things that are hard to bear. Striving to change things that are in jest, heinous, or overwhelmingly inequitable does bring with it a beauty inherent in the work that is creating positive change. But often, we only see the long road ahead and we don't stop to celebrate the good that happens along the way, even if that good is finding others who share our mission. We often struggle to see that as valuable, beauty in that connection. There is great beauty in the dedication it takes to work against things that are unjust or inhumane that hurt the planet or her inhabitants. Being part of the change can be joyous through a sense of fulfillment and engagement, but there are other ways to balance this as well because this type of work exposes you to the things you're trying to change and you can often find yourself in a space of despair or anger because your reality is so overtaken with the things you're fighting against. Finding balance in life can be hard when your reality involves direct exposure to the things that are grave or unimaginable. And this can even be things happening within your own home or workplace or friendship group, as well as if you're working towards some change with a bigger group of folks or an organization of some kind. So how does one find balance in this type of reality? How does one find happiness and joy and beauty in the world when they see it as tragic and inhumane. How do we find the light within ourselves to seek joy? In this episode of I Care About You podcast with Juliana J, that's me, we discuss just that, 
Here are some examples of finding happiness. There are small, doable things to start cultivating joy, appreciation, and beauty in life, and to work on balancing that with the other things that are happening in your life that maybe are creating issues in your life. It's about creating places for you to rest, places of rejuvenation. It is always a way of reconnecting to the joys of life and maintaining balance, which is so important. I mean, so many times, and I've been in this boat as well, you're in a job that is just really not happy at all. And it's becoming problematic because you're stressing about it so much. When you aren't at work, you're stressing about having to go back to work. Uh, what might happen while you're gone, things you didn't do, people being mad at you for not doing things a certain way, all types of things like that. And it can just really dominate you so much or a bad relationship or all types of things, money issues, just internal beliefs about self that you're not good enough or this or that can really kind of shape your reality into the space where it's really unhappy. And that's not even considering what's out in the world that's affecting everyone that needs changing. When you've got all this negative stuff in your reality bubble, it's really hard then to find beauty and joy. And you can end up kind of over the years crafting yourself into a really unhappy person. Like sometimes you see older folks and they're really crabby and unhappy and people are avoiding them. And a lot of times that's because they've spent years crafting this negative perspective on the world and they didn't find enough balance with joy. It's not like they don't laugh once in a while or anything like that, but they really didn't work on this balance of those things and the appreciation of the joy that comes along. They got really fixated on what isn't working. So here are some tiny things that you can do to help find that place of rest and rejuvenation, to find a way of reconnecting with joys in life and maintaining a balance and to just work towards that as your way of being throughout your life. When you're older, you don't end up feeling like the world's against you and you have a negative vibe and people don't want to be around you and and you're unhappy and, and you're finding everything really challenging and your health starts to fail and all these types of things like that that are really connected to your mood and your happiness factor. So one thing you can do is find beauty in volunteering and organizations that resonate with you. Don't overdo it. Realize your limits and what you're capable of and what you have time for. As a volunteer, you set the standard for yourself. Many times I've worked in a volunteer role and I have made it into a burden simply by overcommitting and feeling like I'll let people down if I have to step back in any way, shape or form. I'm sort of experiencing that right now. And it's really challenging because I want to volunteer to make things I enjoy thrive or things I'm committed to or interested in are working towards thrive, but yet it's finding that balance so that you can enjoy engaging in that work, but not have it become a burden for you. Another thing you can do is donating to a cause if that's important to you. If you have the means to donate to things you feel passionate about, if time is too hard to donate and you could donate money to causes that really need your help, believe me, it seems like it's easy to give if you have the money, of course, but that 
it's also really appreciated by the groups that that receive your funds. And if you're worried about giving a very to very large nonprofits, like you're worried that your money won't make a dent in anything and it'll go somewhere you don't want it to go, then find local small chapters or groups in your area or local grassroots groups that are doing similar work that you can either donate to or maybe they have similar values to you and you can somehow be involved in an enriching way there on a micro level. You can also create beauty in your life through drawing, even just a doodle or a craft or cooking or just arranging your food aesthetically on your plate. I like to arrange things like my desktop is all arranged, kind of cute. Uh, The top of my dresser, I'll arrange it all cute. Just so that when I walk past, I'm reminded to look for beauty because as soon as I see the desktop, I think to myself, oh yeah, you you arrange this so it would be pretty. So be sure and look for beauty out there in your life. And by beauty, I mean all different types of beauty, not just aesthetic beauty or visual beauty, but inner beauty and the beauty, how, how things connect and interweave and things like that. Going to see beauty at museums and exhibits not only supports the artists, but it feeds your soul. Just resting on a piece of art that really resonates with you is really nurturing to your soul. I remember the first time I saw a painting of something that I had only seen in books prior to, I was really taken aback by it. And just the fact that a human created that, made that, uh, worked on that, thought of that idea, and then brought it to life is really nurturing for your soul. If you do more than just look at it, take the time to interact with it in a way that feels resonant with you. Oddly enough, the holidays can provide a lot of beautiful art installations in unlikely places, such as local art stores, places like anthropology or urban outfitters or small retailers looking to create eye-catching window displays. Some major corporations will create big eye-catching window displays that everyone goes to see. Art fairs, winter craft fairs are also a great place to find beauty without paying for admission or anything like that. So it's just honing your skill to recognize something beautiful when you see it out in the world as you're walking around, not necessarily just when you're in a museum or just during the holidays, but all the time. Another thing that really brings a lot of beauty to your life is giving. Giving has great beauty and not just buying a bunch of random stuff and giving it away at a certain holiday or something like that. I'm talking about honing the practice of daily giving. Maybe a neighbor needs a gate open for them because their hands are full. Maybe a coworker needs help with a simple project. Having lunch with somebody who's feeling alone. Talking with folks who you think really need to digest something out loud. Talking with you about it. Things like that. Giving of your time, your gifts, your laughter, your listening ear. Whatever you feel like giving is deeply fulfilling As long as you're being authentic in the give, again, it's all in the balance. You don't want to become somebody's personal therapist if it's too much to hear a constant string of problems, but do be there when they need you. Find balance with it all, you know, do help your neighbor with certain things, but don't become the person that cleans their house or anything like that. It's about finding those boundaries and also in finding those boundaries for yourself and honoring them for yourself is also great beauty and you'll really 
feel that with inside yourself when you pay attention to your own boundaries and honor your own boundaries. Another thing you can do, especially at this time of year, is to donate to a toy drive. Shopping for children and giving it away is a great time to consider all the positive memories you had as childhood. Don't concentrate on what you didn't get, but on the things you enjoyed receiving as a child. Even if it's new clothes or praise or a special candy at a certain time of year or a hug or something like that, cultivating gratitude and passing it on to another child is nurturing for all involved. So I know a lot of people have had challenging childhoods, but in our childhood, we can all find moments where something beautiful happened. And those are the memories that I'm talking about when you do something that engages with children. If it's donating for a toy drive, it could also be reading at story hour at a local library. It could be donating for different things throughout different times of year, like quite a lot of shelters will get school supplies and things like that at certain times of the year. So there's all different ways you can give to children. And it's really a way of nurturing and honoring your own inner child and your own childhood and the pain and positive qualities that came with your own childhood just kind of nurturing and healing those. If you can give something to a child, you can work on the things that you didn't get in life in your childhood and shift that, change that way of being. You don't carry on a way of being that was shown to you when you were a child, like if you had a parent who was uh, really mean or something like that or, or had these certain challenges, don't recreate that. This is a time with with donating to children and giving to children. It's a time to heal that and realize that you don't have to follow in those footsteps. You could be something totally different if you wanted. Five years ago, I had some extra money and I decided to give gifts on my birthday, which is at the year-end holidays to begin with. So it was kind of really festive and everybody's in that sort of space. So on my actual birthday, I went shopping and I carefully picked out gifts for people I loved. And I also picked out gifts if I saw something that I felt really spoke to me for a certain person that I knew. Then I went to a happy hour at a new restaurant there and soaked in the festive atmosphere. And it was really nourishing to my happiness to buy fun things for others that were kind of meaningful. I ended up buying a lot of little art pieces for people, which was really fun and exciting to find just what somebody would like. And now I try to make that a yearly practice, even if it becomes a much smaller extravagance than it was in that one particular year where I was feeling pretty flush. I still try to kind of do that every year on my birthday rather than me receiving, although it's fun to receive too. And that's a whole nother topic is being able to receive gifts when given, which a lot of us have a really hard time with, myself included. Another thing you can do is bring something beautiful home to yourself. And place it somewhere where you can see it every day. It might be a rock you find on a walk or a phrase in a book you're reading that you write on a post-it and put up or an object or a piece of art. In a sense, find reminders to remind you that better things exist out there. Find reminders that beauty exists. Like if it's a rock, if you find a beautiful rock while you're out on a walk, then maybe you're working and some horrible news comes across your screen. You can actually pick up the rock and hold it in your hand and remember that there's still beauty out there. So 
there's those things. You can buy a box of Yogi tea, which has little, I probably have one here on my desk. Let me find, oh, I have a couple. So, you know, the tea bags have those little, the little string and then the piece of paper like this. Uh, I have a couple of them. And you can buy a box of Yogi tea, whatever flavor speaks to you. And every time you make the tea, you read what it is. Like this one, for example, says, know that you are a child of the universe. And so you read your little fortune, I call them, on the back of the tea. And just give a moment to give that some thought and let it think it sink in and just go like, wow, how beautiful. Somebody actually created this tea where they put these beautiful little things on the back that really can kind of shift your whole perspective if you allow it to. And you could even journal about that. Like today I got a fortune in my tea that said this, and this is how it made me feel. In fact, journaling is another thing that can really bring about positive moods to journal about positive things in a great way that will help you get in a good mood. Find some positive journaling prompts or write about what is good in your life what you're thankful for. A lot of people have gratitude journals. I'm one of those as well. Um, elaborate on what you're thankful for. If you're thankful for yogi tea or coffee in the morning, why? Write that down, you know, really elaborate. And while you're writing about it, drink some and just really sink into enjoying it. Another thing you can do in the journaling aspect is to design your own utopia. What would the world look like if you were the ultimate designer of the earth? How would you design for the world and its inhabitants? From pink palm trees to world peace, what would your world look like? And write it down. And maybe maybe you're going to do some drawings too. Maybe you're going to do a collage. Whatever it is, really get into this whole process of creating a utopia. I bought a really big poster board two poster boards and one I did my utopia and then one was a vision board and I did things I wanted to happen throughout the year are my hopes and dreams. And the other one was my utopia of what the world would be like and where I would live, what that would look like and things like that. And when I was feeling a little down or something, I would take it out. It was under my bed and just look at it, sit on the floor and look at it and remember where I saw all this beauty. And you can do that on, there's so many apps you can do that on. Um, Pinterest is one. You can just create a board of what your utopia would look like. Another thing you can do is walk in nature or look at nature or notice nature. It's there always in a beautiful sky or a blooming plant or a tree that's changing color, in a vast body of water or in a puddle by a rustic gate, nature is the medicine of calm. Even in a storm, nature teaches us about calm and about force and the balance between the two. If you feel that nature is hard to access where you are, then try maybe cutting some flowers and keeping cut flowers in your house or purchasing them somewhere at a store, or maybe you get a house plant, or you visit a tree that's on the corner of your street, or you go to a tree-lined street in your neighborhood. Take the time to notice the first blades of grass in the springtime. Notice 
the arch of a bare branch on a tree in wintertime. In so many ways, nature has immense power to cure. Buy a piece of expensive chocolate or candy that you don't usually indulge in, or maybe it's some type of drink or food item that you love, and eat it slowly and take in all the flavors and texture and appreciate it. Enjoy it with all your senses. When you're done, take a moment to smile as you think about how good it was and what a treat it was and how exciting it was to have that in the middle of the day or whenever you had it. And of course, smiling. Try on a smile a few times a day. I like to do this when I'm walking down the street. If I make eye contact with somebody, I try to smile and pass on a smile. I'll also do it while I'm going from one place to another. Maybe it's in my car or traveling in some other way. I'll just practice smiling. Uh, There's a lot of studies out there on the power of smiling. I try to remember to smile at people when I see them again, people that I know, like if I see them a roommate or something at the end of the day, I try to smile at them and not just go, hey, how's it going? I try to take a moment to smile, again, passing the smile on to others, taking time for a good laugh, whether you watch something funny, but don't watch fail videos or something where people are vulnerable and at other people's expense, but something warm hearted and funny or reading something, even looking at funny images or cute animal pictures. Make sure you get in a laugh or two each day. Some people even do a laughing yoga practice, uh, which you can, there's plenty of videos on that. You can look it up. Listen to uplifting music. Listen to a choir if that's your jam or some shows, tune songs, or something that empowers you. Listen to happy, good mood playlists. Listen in your headphones, close your eyes and get lost in the music. Sing along. Studies show that singing and dancing greatly improve your mood. So dance and let go of what other people think. Because let's face it, everybody would be dancing all the time if it wasn't for the jerks who call it dorky or dumb. We all love dancing. There's no, everyone does. Everyone loves singing along. So just let go and do it, even if it's in your room with the door closed or in your mind because you're on the subway. Well, you know, whatever it is, just take the moment to truly embrace how great that is. Now, for your cynics out there, it probably sounds very Pollyanna, but try these things. It works. Laugh at yourself if you feel silly trying these things. Don't be too serious. This is about joy. Joy does not involve self-judgment or any judgment for that matter. I am not saying that you ignore the world that is horrendous, but find balance. Have you ever known someone who's become so obsessed with the news or politics that they don't agree with like the other side? They're they're mad at this other side of politics, not their own side. And and they get really obsessed with it or they're really obsessed with the negative stuff on the news and they have lost their sense of balance in life and you tend to avoid them because they're too negative or they will just talk about the things like what went wrong in the world or they'll talk about politics all the time in a negative way. Are folks who get angry at the slightest thing like tying their shoe and that becomes a cause for a freak out cursing attack. These folks have lost their balance in life. They've lost the yin yang, the good and the not so good, how everything fits together so perfectly and beautifully in life. They have swung over to this negative side of life and they're not engaging in the joy the world is trying to give them. Now we must work hard at fixing issues we see in the world, but we must also nourish ourselves with what is beautiful. Not just aesthetically beautiful, but the beauty that feeds our soul. It's a feel-good story or a piece of art that speaks to you. What feeds your soul and nurtures you? What tells you that in all there is out there in the world, there's still happiness? 
What brings a smile to your face? Maybe you journal about those things and then bring them into your life. This is why hobbies are so important. Well, one of the many reasons why hobbies are important, but in engaging in something we really enjoy, it brings beauty into our lives. It gives us meaning. If you are so inclined and haven't done so yet, find a hobby that is positive for you. If you're unsure about what hobby suits you, take a trip to your local bookstore or the library and browse the craft section. Look at the cookbook section, flower arranging, furniture making, origami, art made out of bubblegum wrappers, jewelry making, good books, walking, fitness, travel, learn how to play guitar or how to make and play a drum. The sky's the limit at a place that holds books. Hobbies help us create meaning in life and connection with others. They feed our creative nature, which is what we all have inside. Everyone is creative and artistic, everyone. The biggest stumbling block is often just not knowing the technique or having to get over being a newbie before we gain the experience to create what we actually want to create. Don't let someone's unkind words when you were a kid keep you from creating. If someone ever told you, oh, you're not artistic or you don't draw well or you're not creative or something like that, that you're not good at guitar or whatever it is, and it really stifled your creative energy, let that go because that was just somebody who maybe saw you at a point in life when you were a newbie or you didn't know or you were just learning how or... Maybe your hobby is for the joy of it. You don't want to be like shredding on the guitar or anything like that. You just want to play a song you love or whatever it is. Don't let other people's negative words keep you from being a creator because you were born to create. It's a vital part of being a human being and you were born to do it. We all were. So start creating. You will really surprise yourself, especially if you're somebody that shut that down because of negative vibes by someone else. If you say haven't been creative for 10 years or 20 years or 50 years, and then you all of a sudden go back to being creative with a hobby or something like that, you'll be amazed at what you have inside that you need to get out. It really helps you kind of process those things, to process it through doing, through through your hands or through your mind or through creating inside your brain, whatever it might be. Okay, so now you have a few ideas of how to create balance in your life through doing small things that bring you joy or show you that the world still has so much beauty out there for you. You can probably come up with your own ideas about what will feed your soul and help you find balance with everything that life throws you. Once you start doing the techniques I've outlined, you can realize like, wow, yeah, I do like being in nature, but you know what I really like is going and watching dogs at the dog park, then that's what you do to find beauty in your life. You just really tap into what feeds your soul and then make sure you're doing those things a little bit every day. So I hope you try some of these in your daily life. It will take a while to develop a habit of say, smiling a couple times a day or something like that, but it gets easier the more you work on it. So just remember that thing I said about being a newbie and having to kind of learn the technique of things that you're working on it and you're trying to incorporate these things into your daily life so it becomes more of a habit to notice something beautiful. It becomes more of a habit to take a moment to really taste a good piece of chocolate. It becomes a habit to smile at people, to laugh, to look at beautiful things, to take a step back, to give to others, to receive. 
It, it'll just take a little time to develop all these into habits. But once they are, one day you'll go, oh, wow, I'm different in a way that is just a little bit more beauty has crept in somewhere. And it's wonderful. So take good care, my friends, and know that I love you and I support you. And I'll see you in the next one.